It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by Ray White, the largest real estate and property group in Australasia. And welcome to another episode of the Real Estate Podcast, available on iHeartRadio, also Google and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. Property portfolios, they are a curious thing. For example, last year, a very good mate of mine was talking about the property market to me and just how much of a crazy time he was seeing his residential investment properties increase. Now, I knew that he had around 10 residential investment properties and at the time I had no knowledge of his commercial property investments until he accidentally slipped it out about owning an industrial cluster of four workshop properties that he had bought a few years ago. So I asked him what was the big secret and why he hadn't mentioned it to me and he said that he was unsure back then on the returns but now he's recently bought two more similar properties and one of the main drivers for him as he told me, was that he has managed on two of them to get 10-year leases and on the other two, five-year leases. So I thought that story would lead quite well into our podcast series of Let's Talk Commercial with our resident commercial property expert, be it with a broken arm and a carbon fibre joint, Scott O'Neill from Rethink Investing. G'day, Scott. Welcome back to the Real Estate Podcast. G'day. Thank you for the introduction again. Appreciate being here. And is that something that you've sort of heard about as well, like with that friend of mine and the way that, you know, he's had a bit of a change with the way he views industrial or in this case, commercial property? Yeah, you'd be actually surprised how many people already have looked at commercial property. Like it's not mainstream like residential where you, you know, you go onto the mainstream articles and sponsored by realestate.com or domain or whatnot. They're all talking residential all the time. Commercials in the background and most quite experienced investors have dabbled in it to a degree. And like that's one of the reasons you just mentioned long leases it's very attractive especially when you you know particularly dealing with uh, large value properties you like to know there's a long lease attached to it protecting your income giving you a return so it's definitely one of the reasons and yeah there's there's many more we can go into as well so do you think the worm is turning a little bit scott with more residential investors now turning to commercial property yeah not look i've seen this firsthand so like I'm in the business of helping people acquiring commercial property and we're, we're literally seeing about the volume, it's about 40% more than it was this time last year in terms of what we're purchasing for our clients. That's just in dollar amount. And we're really just seeing a, an explosion of, I guess, extra interest in this department. And one of the main reasons I think is the interest rate talk. As interest rates, uh, you know, the threat of the interest rate rises uh, increase, people start looking at their residential portfolios, which may already be negatively geared or at best evenly geared, and think, what would an interest rate rise do to my portfolio? And it's, it's going to make it harder to hold. So you immediately think, where can I be- get better cash flow? Because that will support a higher interest rate environment. And that's where commercial is uh, quite literally, you know, a fast track solution to that. You're going to be dealing with much higher incomes on the assets and, you know, an interest rate rise really won't, won't scare, scare you when you're sort of hearing the numbers we're talking. 
It was interesting talking to the mate of mine because I said to him, well, what have you got in there in terms of tenants? And he was able to actually get a mechanic in there and then off the back of that mechanic, he got another mechanic. So there's actually two mechanics out of those four in the same block. Yeah, look, a lot of these businesses feed on each other and off each other rather and they you know, obviously have different specialties like car yards are another example. You see them all lined up in a row. They they bring their clients to a, to a certain location and that sort of helps it. Even fast food, you, you know, you often see a, a Hungry Jack's next to a KFC. You know, one's chicken, one's beef. They feed each other. So it's about sort of bringing customers in and once you sort of understand the specifics of the, the types of business you're invested in, it, it can actually give you a lot of comfort in terms of like releasing these properties too. I have no doubt that the property your mate's owning, uh, it's probably going to be good for a lot of other types of tenants too. Okay, yeah, so we've got more people interested in commercial property. Perhaps for our listeners, let's break down what they can expect from yield returns maybe in 2022 for certain types of commercial property. Yeah, so real quick background. So we're we're purchasing around sort of 40 properties per month for our clients on average. And this is just my anecdotal evidence of what I'm seeing in the market. So in Sydney, like yields can be as low as 2%, but most most sort of between 2 and 4% net. So obviously that's not super high. It's in fact one of the lowest yielding markets in Australia, uh, as is Melbourne, which is quite similar. You go to places like Brisbane, you, you can still find uh, yields anywhere from 5 to 7% net return. Our average pers- purchasing yield in Brisbane in uh, 2022 this year is 6.1 at the moment. So we're, we're still seeing... Good yields, that's industrial, that's uh, neighbourhood shopping centres, stuff like that. Now, yields will will vary depending on length of leases and quality of suburb and whatnot. I'm just generalising here. Uh, If you go to sort of the re, or let's say Perth, it's quite similar numbers to Brisbane. You might find the yields are slightly higher. So you can get over, uh, you know, anywhere from 5.5 to just over 7%. Adelaide, interestingly, is a tight market now. One of the main reasons for that is we have found that the stamp duty concessions, like you don't pay stamp duty in that market for commercial, has made a lot more investors go there. So yields are probably about a percent lower for an equivalent purchase in in Perth or or Brisbane. So you're sort of working off fours to six if you're lucky in that market, but most stuff's around five. Uh, These are net returns. This is after like outgoings as well. So don't get this confused with a gross return in residential like when when an agent in residential quotes you a five percent gross return it's really about a three percent net return or even lower probably a two two percent net return because you've got to take your rates your maintenance your rental management all that needs to come out of it these numbers i'm quoting are after those costs uh tasmania so you've got launceston and hobart you're probably working off yields are you know anywhere from five to you know even up to eight percent in those markets so higher and and those those sort of numbers are kind of uh replicated across the major regional markets across australia so places like townsville rockhampton toowoomba you know bernigo ballarat they're a little bit tighter on the yield but long story short there's a yield out there if you want it but there's tighter yields in the capital cities so how many did you say in terms of properties you're buying every month did you say 40 yeah, so well, February 2022, last a day ago, was 40 and total value was 93 million in that. We are very busy. We buy a lot in this space and we've been doing this for many years as well. 
I'm surprised you've got time to talk to us on the podcast. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a lot, isn't it? We've got a very good team and you know, we're a well-supported acquisitions team and specialty due diligence team, which is important. Like you need, uh, you need specialists to go through individual assets and pick things up that you know, a busy salesperson might not. So you know, check the numbers on the assets, the legalities. So there's a lot of back end to make that work, but we've set it up to do so. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, that's definitely keeping yourself busy. So how much cash flow, let's say, could you expect from a $1 million purchase after 100% of the outgoings and mortgage have been removed? Yeah. So this is a really good question to to get your head around because if you're taking a mortgage out in this environment, you, you want to know your true after cost cash flow. So your real true net position. So if you're going to go buy a million dollar property, you generally will use a loan. You know, in, in most cases, a 70% loan. So that means you need a 30% deposit. Now, I'm, I'm assuming a 30% cash deposit's used in this case. So you immediately need 300K to buy it. Now, New South Wales stamp duty for a million dollar purchase is, is 40K or just over. You're up to 340 costs involved. And then these other costs, uh, such as solicitors, valuation, and whatnot, like there's probably another five, six, seven, eight K in that as well. So Total outlay to purchase a million dollar property will be 370,000 max. Now, how much cash flow do you get out of that? I'm assuming a 6% return because that's, that's our average yield for our company. So 6% is, is more than achievable in 2022. So 6% is 60 grand income on your million dollar purchase. Now your mortgage on that, remember we took out a 700K mortgage. I've assumed a 3.5% interest rate. Again, people might say, oh, that sounds low average mortgage is still under three percent for commercial for this purchase right now so so i've allowed a, a you know a few interest rate rises in that so we're talking a 24 grand or 24,500 interest cost so you minus 24,500 from 60k it's leaving you 35,500 income per year which equates to 682 dollars per week clear that's after every single cost, including your interest. So it's, it's nearly a 700 per week, little bit of pocket money for taking that 700K out loan. So it's a very good return on your money. And you remember, if you're buying a million dollar residential property, you're probably negatively geared 10 grand. So we're not negatively geared, we're positive 35K a year. So it's a big difference in cash flow. Okay, Scott, well, thanks again. Once again, it's been insightful and thanks for coming back onto the Real Estate Podcast. I'll let you go and do some more work. (laughs) Thank you very much. Have a good day. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast.